Welcome to the Barbacoa Core Podcast. I am your host, Patrick C. Huerta. We are chopping it up, chewing the fat, uh, most of the times with guests, sometimes solo, sometimes. Uh, these episodes are uncensored, uh, they're unedited. Listen, like, subscribe on whichever platform you're listening, and share these episodes. We appreciate it. You can follow the Babacoa Core Podcast on Instagram at Babacoa Core Podcast. Uh, that is where I continue to support, promote, and repost whatever the friends and guests of the podcast have going on. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at RealPCWarta. Uh, I will have all the guest info uh, in the show notes so you can keep up with them. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, enjoy the episode. What is up, everybody? Thanks for checking out a new episode of the Barbara Court Podcast. Uh, today on the episode, I have a local comedian, or local now, uh, San Antonio comedian, uh, Chris Dillard. What's going on, man? What up? How you doing? Thanks for coming in. Yeah, no problem, man. Yeah. And I, I, I'm sorry to do this. Like, I hate doing it, like, inviting you on through yeah. the DM and stuff. Like, I, I try to, like, invite you face-to-face. Because I hate doing social media reach out and shit. Yeah. So I appreciate you not getting creeped out. Like, who, who the fuck is this reaching me? No, reaching but we out? met before, so I wasn't, I wasn't creeped out. Yeah, we met before. Plus, that's how shit's done nowadays. You know? I, I fucking hate it, man. I know. I know. I it's just the way it, it is, though. But People you, get creeped out if you ask him in person now. That's the thing, too. <laughs> so that's why I created the business cards. I gave you my business card a while back, like my business, like I'm some type of like business. But uh, hey, it's America. Fake it till you make it. Yeah, and it's just so I can slide it to people like, hey, you check this out. You know, if you want to come on, you're like, oh shit, yeah, it's more, it's way more professional than uh, you know, other shit that goes on. So yeah, uh, but anyway, thank you for coming on. Uh, let's get started. Um, any plugs, social media, anything you got coming up? Um, how can people find you? Uh, social media, uh, Chris Dillers Laughing at uh, Gmail dot com or Chris Dillers Laughing at Instagram. Chris Dillers Laughing on uh, Facebook. Or Chris Dillard doesn't matter. Either one, you can find me. Yeah. If you want to find me, you can find me. Anybody yeah. can find somebody. And like you said, for the ladies, two one zero eight eight five. Let me remind you. Let me remind you. This yeah. is uncensored yeah. and it is unedited. Yeah. Uh, so if you're gonna throw your number out there, nah, I'm not gonna throw it out there. That's All cold. right. It's cold. Just um, wanted to remind you. Yeah. Where, where I'm, you're at, at. I'm out the game. I don't do that. I don't mess around like that anymore. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so cool, man. Uh, so. How'd you get started in comedy? That's how we met. We met at uh, a couple open mics. Yeah. Been seeing each other around. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a very specific style that we'll get into. Uh, but how, how'd you get started in comedy? How long have you been in the game? Oh, man. Uh, I started here in San Antonio, right? I started here, did my first open mic here in San Antonio. It was probably, I want to say, five years ago. Uh, pretty young, you know? Five years ago, we went up to Austin, um, probably like a year later. Quit, I quit comedy for a year. Came back, been doing it for the last three and a half years, so yeah, it's been pretty good. I've always been writing, though. I never stopped writing. Yeah. yeah. So you've always been like a comic writer, and then you, you finally went up here. Where'd you go up here? I went up at Laugh Out Loud. Laugh Out Loud? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you moved to Austin for comedy, or was that something else? No, yeah, well, I just wanted to uh, move to Austin, get out of San Antonio for a little bit, you know? Yeah. For some reason, I thought Austin would be more open, but I was, that's, not, that's not real. 
Man, I, people <laughs> say that now, man. Like I, yeah. I, I lived in Austin for like eight months. Uh, it was a dangerous time, dangerous place. Yeah, as, not dangerous as far as like uh, for my safety, but being in a party town like that was was not really good for me. Oh, you were turning up, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah, you're getting crazy. Uh, but yeah, like I, like I said, like I was, I moved there to like take part in the music scene there, mm-hmm. um, and then I really didn't meet anybody unless I went out and if I went out I was drinking yeah. and then it just became more about drinking and all that shit so Austin could be pretty fucked up uh, <laughs> but so you didn't do comedy in Austin while you were I up d- there? I did I did I've been I just moved back to San Antonio a year ago I've been oh, here yeah. a year so yeah yeah it's been I did three years of comedy in Austin yeah um it was maybe like two and a half I don't remember yeah and then I've been here for a year so you know but, well, how, how are the differences in the scenes I mean I have that I'm pretty sure they're they're Hugely uh, different, but like, what uh, would you Austin's say? Austin's white as fuck. White uh, as fuck. I'm not gonna lie. I have to just be honest with you. It's just a, it's white. It's a white city. White humor. Um, yeah. You got some stuff sprinkled in. Like I would do the Gatsby three nights a week. Mm-hmm. People don't really like that room too much because you know it's not as politically correct. Yeah. Uh, which it just closed down recently, which oh, is sure. really sad and heartbreaking. But that was like my my safe space, as you, as you can say. But. Um, and honestly, I'm not. I'm not like a grimy comic. I don't really, you know, I'm not. I don't do a lot of uh, offensive things. But yeah. So I mean, when they say like like the PC, like how strict are they with that? Like, will people like will ban you, or people will come up to you after your sets I, and honestly, tell you? Honestly, when I first started off, they, they give you no leeway. Really, that was just my 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 thought process. I told this stupid joke, right? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even that bad. It was like about how women, hey ladies, you know. Look under the toilet seat if you're gonna clean the toilet seat because that's where all the bad shit is. You know, the <laughs> dude coming over the house, look uh-huh. to the toilet seat up and then see all this shit all over the toilet. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Because women, you know, they don't clean the underneath the toilet seat because yeah. they don't think about that. So that didn't go well. That didn't go. Well. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, this asshole, fucking sexist piece of shit. But dude. how is that even sexist? I don't know. Though. That's what I'm saying. It's just, I mean, honestly, I don't know. You know, yeah, but I, I get it. Though. I mean, it's gross. It's it is gross. gross. It's nasty, but not not sexist. a good joke. You know, <laughs> no, not a good joke. <laughs> but I was just trying out new stuff, and um, I just remember people—they got so upset with me, and they were like, "No, nah, that guy's done. Pretty much done for all the time I was there." They still saw me as like a sexist comic. Damn. Then I started doing the Gatsby, and of course, that room is seen as like a non-PC room. So yeah, but yeah, man, everybody's going to look into Austin. Um, you know, because I don't know if you read that thing in the current uh, last week. They interviewed a few comics from the Blind Tiger, and most of the things, uh, the summary of it, or the summary that I took from it, was that you know San Antonio is where you uh, you get good. Mm-hmm. You know, you work on your craft, and then you you go, you go to Austin, you go to L.A., you go to New York. You know, that's that's just my summary. I don't know if everybody was under that. I uh, could be wrong. To me, when I was in Austin, honestly, I feel like I've developed a lot more here since I've been back. Yeah. Just because I can, I can, you know, find my voice and be the comic I want to be. Yeah. Down there, I just felt as though I had been a box. Mm. You know, they wanted a deadpan comedian. You know, you can find your way. I mean, look, I mean, you got Lando Shepard. He found his way up there. Mm-hmm. I mean, at first, they're like, no, hell no, Lando. Like, they wanted him to be a certain comic, but Lando, he just broke through. That's what he does. But there's so many more comics up there, right? Like there's, yeah, there's a ton of comics up there. Yeah, yeah. And there are plenty more rooms. I got a lot more places to go up. Um, it is, it is, um, it is quantity, not so much quality. Yeah. There's a lot of rooms you can do, and it'll just be you and five other comics in the room. 
you know, mm-hmm. which is good to work out stuff, but you want to be in front of a crowd. Yeah. And since I've been here, I've been in front of crowds every time I go out pretty much. Yeah. Which has really been good for development. So besides San Antonio and Austin, have you have you done comedy anywhere else? Have you toured oh, yeah. or anything? I've been, I mean, I've been up to Houston. Mm-hmm. I've been up to uh, uh, Lubbock, Brooklyn, Corpus, um, uh, Seattle, several places, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about the Seattle scene? It's white. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, these are all the same to me. It's like Portland, Seattle. Uh, yeah. I heard Portland's very strict with the very PC. Very strict, yes. Uh, Portland, uh, Seattle, all those places are going to be, they're PC rooms, you know? Yeah. So you got to watch what you say. See, and like, I, I know like, you know, dirty is, they say it's like the low hanging fruit, whatever. It's a crutch to yeah. work dirty and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's funny. You know that's some, that's some people's humor. Yeah, but I guess they just want you to to keep it clean so it could uh, reach a broader audience. Yeah, not offend anybody. Mm-hmm. So is that new? Like the whole like PC thing for like I guess the Austin scene, like because everything's become so uh, everything's like everybody's offended by something. Yeah, is that a new thing for Austin? You think? I think it's just certain certain things that you, the way you say it, how you say it, what you say, yeah, can be seen as you know, offensive. Like, I'm not one to come out and just start talking about some girl's vagina, you know. It's, like, not the type of comedy that I do, and I yeah. won't do that. But that's one thing I did learn in Austin is, like, how you can walk that fine line yeah. of, like, try, trying to say what you want to say, but also not offending the entire room, Yeah. right? So, I mean, I, I, learned, I learned from that, for sure. Yeah. Being in Austin in that PC crowd and seeing where comedy is going, as far as what you can say, what you can't say. Yeah. But it's also like, no, you can't tell me what to say also. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just, to me, everyone's a lot younger, too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're, they're fresh out of college. Mm-hmm. And they've been, you know, indoctrinated into this, this, uh, this new world that we live in where it's like you don't talk bad about women. You don't talk bad about gays. You don't talk bad about anyone. You don't make jokes about any of these uh, marginalized groups. Yeah. You know, it's like you're not even supposed to talk about black people and their stereotypes and things like that. So, because yeah. it, it's, it's, it's holding us back as a society because we want to progress and move forward. Yeah. But I feel like progressives move so fast, it's hard to like keep up. It makes everyone a conservative at some point, you know? It's like, yeah. <laughs> like, even, even I get like some shit like that, you know? Like, yeah. I'll start like not, not understanding like, music. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, what, is, what the fuck are these kids into? Or like, just viral stuff. Like, why do kids do that shit? So I'm like, fuck, I must be really old because yeah. I don't get that shit. You know, so it's it's past me. But like, I thought I was like left progressive, you know, whatever. Yeah. Now I'm just like, hey man, y'all y'all fucking going wild now. Yeah, well, yeah, because it's like they're moving so quickly. Like, it's one day to the other. You're like, oh, I can't say this now. Oh, I can't do that now. But I get it. You know, like, I, and you learn some things from it. Like, I'm not gonna call. Something gay, you know, on stage. It's not what I'm gonna do. That's just yeah. to me. That's just at this point, it's like a childish thing to do. Is to call something gay. Like, oh, that's gay. That's offensive. It's like, yeah, you know. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go on stage and say, um, you know, uh, talk about women that are fat. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, these fat women over here. You know, like nobody wants them or some shit. Like, but it could be funny. It though. could be funny. It could, it be, could funny, be funny. But that's just like mean. unless you're like you're you're, you're pointing yeah. out somebody and you're being mean and stuff. Yeah. Like this was one night I had I had a female heckler, right? And I'm I'm very new at it, so I don't know how to deal with that shit, right? So yeah. the first thing that I thought. Cause she was she was fat she was ugly. The first thing I thought was about was like you you shut the fuck up you fucking yeah yeah 
C word, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm not, I, I, I lack tact. <laughs> and then she caught me off guard, you know, she was like saying, so I was, I forget what I was saying. And yeah, I mean, like, I forget what she said, but I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And why the fuck are you talking? I was mad. Yeah. I got real mad. You know, most people could like come up with that. But, uh, I don't know, man, I, I could have got in trouble with the bar. I could have been banned if I'd said something bad, Yeah, you know, and it's just it's just fucked up. It's very scary. Like how it, did they say that? Did they say anything to you? Who these people? Yeah, they were heckling me. I know, but did they did the bar or anybody say anything to you? Was this in San Antonio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it was at Jokesters Twenty Two. Yeah, I ain't gonna say shit to you in San Antonio. I don't know. That. <laughs> I don't know that. You no, know? no. Uh, I mean, I could. You ever do that shit where like if you're in an <laughs> argument? Yeah. Like you're in an argument and like you can't think of the right things to say. Yeah. And then later on you'll be driving or you'll be in the shower or you'll be just walking and you're like, fuck, I should have said that thing. Yeah, for sure. I had that for three days after that. It's because you were angry. I was very angry. It, it blocks you when you get angry. I was very angry. Yeah. When, when you get mad, you can't think of what you want to say, but you just you just react yeah. at that point. It's a reaction. It's like, well, well fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm glad I didn't react. I mean, I froze. Yeah. I just went silent and then I was like, what the fuck was I talking about? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the first thing I want to do, like, oh, you fucking bitch. Oh, you fucking Yeah, yeah. Cunt. You, you know, want to like call all, all kinds of like fucked up things. Uh, but I was talking to a female comic about that and I was like, this is what I wanted to say. And she goes, oh, no, you don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, no. I'm glad I read it by, yeah, yeah. Read it by you. No, no, uh, no, no. But, know, uh, that's just like from being on stage, you got to walk that thin line, you know? Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> But I, I think about it every now and then. I was like, man, I should have fucking said that. Like, I wish, I wish somebody would fucking say something now because, you know, you write th- things down like, oh, I got to come back and, you know, right away and all that shit. But it yeah. uh, hasn't happened yet. But hopefully, hopefully it won't happen again. I don't know. No. Uh, it will happen again. Yeah. <laughs> have you had any bad sets like that or a bad heckler you had to deal with? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, at Sancho's, uh, I was at Sancho's open mic, and this dude decided he wanted to just start uh, yelling racist stuff at me. What the first, fuck? First, I go up. Well, that one's run, that, that runs late, right? So yeah, people that, are already fucking drunk. Well, that runs late, yeah. But this guy was just being ridiculous, you know what I mean? And uh, honestly, this guy, I, I turned my chair. He turned his chair towards the wall because mm-hmm. Sancho's has the, the uh, stage to the right. Yeah. And there's a wall that faces. Yeah. Uh, you know, to the, to the left of the stage. So he just takes his chair, turns it around towards the wall, doesn't even look at the stage. And I go up. This dude, I've never seen this dude in my life. And yeah. he's like, I get up into my first joke, you know. And uh, people laugh like a little bit, you know, because I'm just, I'm working out new material. Yeah. And this guy, he just, he starts saying stuff to me like, I was like, I was like, why are you turning your chair to the wall? So I get on him first. He's like, because you ain't funny, bro. I was like, okay, <laughs> cool. He's like, all right. I was like, well, thank you, man. Appreciate you anyway. Yeah. This is a fucking asshole right here, right? This guy. And then he says, get a rope. I was like, oh, God. Damn. Get a rope. He's, now he's trying to be funny, you know, but yeah. throwing out racist shit. See, that's, that's the end of it. He's got old jokes. That's old ass joke. Dang, dude. Let's hang him. I'm like, come on, man. It's not funny. And nobody was telling him shit? Like the bar wasn't telling him nothing? Well, at that point. The room is scared. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right? no shit. Yeah. Black dude on stage, this Hispanic dude's telling me all a bunch, uh, a bunch of racist stuff, mm. right? People are like, is this dude just going to fucking beat the shit out of him right now or what, right? Yeah. At this point, so the room gets quiet. And now they're nervous. But I just continue on. Yeah. With my bit. And uh, he comes on and he goes up again and he's like, black people aren't funny. I was like, okay. <laughs> So yeah, I still deal with that type of shit, you know. Yeah. But like, I don't, I don't get completely mad about it. Yeah. Like I used to. I guess I never really did, but 
Depends on how much whiskey I've had, though. Mm-hmm. <coughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm easy to get angry, and I fucking hate that. Yeah. Especially for somebody that I don't even know, and mm-hmm. they're just talking shit, just talk shit. I mean, it's not personal. They don't. They're not attacking me personally. Yeah. They're just attacking somebody who's on stage. See, that guy was just being an asshole. It was that, a see, that wasn't. Yeah. That, that's not. I enjoy hecklers when people heckle. You know, oh, okay. It, it's yeah, fun yeah. for me to interact with the crowd, but that guy was just being a fucking asshole. That's yeah. just like dick move right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so that uh, did you have to handle it, or were you, like did you just like go on with your set, or? Oh yeah, I definitely have to handle it. No, I got to roast this dude for like my entire set, right? Uh, <laughs> so I'm been roasting this guy for five minutes and shit. Yeah. You know the crowd's getting e- uneasy because they weren't really on my side in the first place, and now they feel yeah. uncomfortable. So I just alienated pretty much the entire room. Yeah. Because it's over mic. I mean, <laughs> what do you what do you expect? Yeah. Right. They didn't come out to see me. They came out. They didn't come out to see this happen. Yeah. You know. Now it's getting weird. People are laughing, but they're scared, you know, because yeah. like this guy, is he going to beat this dude's ass right now? What's happening? They get, they're getting, they're getting in, intimidated. So uh, did I alienate the room? No. Did he? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen a fight break out at an open mic? Uh, Honestly, I've gotten off stage and uh, almost fought a dude once. <laughs> <laughs> so they have gotten to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, it's happened to me. But I've had, you know, I've had bad days. Yeah, where I'm just not in a fucking mood, and you know, and I'm just some days I'll just go up and I'm I'm just like reading from a notebook because I just want to work some shit out. Yeah, but some fucking asshole wants to say shit to me at that time, and it, I was upset with I was I was having a bad day. I was pissed off. This girl had just fucking broke up me. My heart was broken. I was upset. Mm. This fucking asshole was like, there was two people at this open mic, and two of them were kids, and there was another uh, couple. There were old people, and I'm pretty sure they had hearing aids and shit. Uh, They couldn't hear a goddamn thing I was saying. Yeah. But this dude decided he wanted to heckle over here from the side. So I was like, I get off stage, and I'm going at this dude for at least 15, 20 minutes. Uh. I I accidentally recorded it because I left my phone on. (laughs) Oh, shit. And I saw this dude at a show... uh, like, I did a birthday party for uh, Christina or something like that. Uh-huh. And this dude, when I bef- before that show, he was uh, telling me that he's going to make me a better comic by heckling me in front of all these, like, two people and shit. I was like, Doc, I don't need you to make me a better comic. Yeah. I don't need you in my fucking face right now. I don't need anything from you. Yeah. I'm 10 seconds from knocking you the fuck out, right? Yeah. So then, like, I see him. He comes to another show. And um, I'm doing this show, and I can see him in, in the crowd, and he's, like, whispering to all his boys, like, oh, this dude ain't funny. This dude ain't funny, right? So anyway, I get up, and I do, like, a 10-minute set, and I just fucking straight up, like, killed the entire room. Yeah. Which doesn't always happen. Like, everybody's fucking dying laughing, like, oh, because I'm yeah. just ripping into this other dude, oh. right, that had come on stage when I was there, and I'm just tearing this dude up, right? And then like, the last three minutes, I'm just roasting this other guy that was just fucking and trying to make me a better comic at the last show that I just did. And for me... It's petty, yeah. but it's a victory. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, you learn, I guess. Yeah. That was way too much time spent on that, but <laughs> no, nah, it was cool. Like some people, like they they they, they could do like a uh, crowd work. Or yeah. Do crowd work and make it funny, you know, work the room, do all that shit. I wouldn't be able to do that. Not, no. No, nah, I don't think. Dude, so. I love that. I love doing that. That's like one of my favorite things. It was like crowd work and shit. You're, you're comfortable with that. Yeah, because it's more natural for me at that point. It's like, oh, this is what I've always done. It's just fucking just, you know, yeah. go at people and just banter back and forth. Yeah. So, yeah. So I did see, uh, you know, going looking up some old stuff about you. I did see some of your earlier sets. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> you have a very different approach now. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Your earlier years, you were very animated. You mm-hmm. were like fucking high energy and all yeah. that shit. Now, 
you have this this style where you're it's like a like a lounge type of act you know you, mm-hmm. you go and you use a stool most comics they use a stool for to put their phone down put the water down or to like to hump you yeah. know you actually use a stool to sit on yeah and you just do chill stuff and you're like all right i'm gonna tell you a couple of stories mm-hmm. what made you transition into that honestly it's it was from when i left san antonio I was like, I was, that was kind of new to comedy, so I was very animated and I was yeah. over the top a lot, right? Yeah. But it was kind of funny. And, uh, but then I moved to Austin, and that's what I'm talking about. They, they want you to be like a deadpan comic. It's like, if, they, if, you want, if you're going to get the laughs, if you give too much energy, you become like a hack at some, at some point, right? Because you're using too much. I don't know. It just, I got, I got, I was too too many of these dead open mics that you do where mm-hmm. it's just so quiet in the room. Yeah, it's just dead. You know, I mean, like you, it's you and me in here right now, right? Yeah. But you go in the room, the energy's sucked out. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's fucking Aspergers out. You know, there's conversations are pretty dead, and it's just, you know, you start creating a different style as a comic. Yeah. And it's three minute sets, so you're doing three minutes. Of just like jokes after joke, back to back. You're trying to, you know, make people laugh really quickly. Yeah. And become a three minute comic. I think that's what happens too. So as a three minute comic, you're not given a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. You're just like boom, 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 boom. You're working on your pace, your rhythm, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Uh so I, yeah, being in Austin really chilled me out. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to leave because I was like, I'm not myself. This is not who I am. I saw my FPI set and I wanted to fucking murder myself. I was like, who is this dude? Yeah. You know? FPI set? Funniest person in Austin set? Oh, yeah. 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 And what, yeah. what were you doing at that? Were you doing the running around stage being animated? No, no. And joke? No, no. I was just a, like a real deadpan comic that wasn't really being myself in uh-huh. a sense, really, right? Uh huh. And maybe I wasn't being myself when I was really animated, too, because I'm not. An animated over the top dude. So, I think now I'm really getting into my own. Yeah. When I sit down, I can think. Yeah. It settles the room down because you're in that type of environment where it's like you know. I think that's why I started sitting down because it really does settle the room down. Everybody, yeah. Everybody sees you sit down, and they start listening because I do a lot of a bunch of rowdy ass bars and shit like that, right? Yeah. And uh, I don't do comedy clubs a lot, so when you sit down. People were like, oh, okay, this is something different. Yeah. He, he's he's calmed down, he's sitting down, you're on their level, and they want to listen, so. So do you do you do it to, to, I mean, so you're saying that you do it to set the mood, but do you do it to set the mood for yourself, like to calm yourself down so you're not up there jittery and nerves and all that shit? Probably, probably. Is that where but, that but came if, from? But if I'm calm, they're calm. Yeah. So, yeah, I said I set the room at ease. That's what I call it, setting it at ease. Everybody's at ease, the room gets quiet. And they're like, okay, let's hear what he has to say. Yeah. But when you're standing up and they're sitting down, sometimes you know they're just like, what? I mean, this guy's hovering over us. It's yeah. too much. I hope he's gonna be funny. If he's not funny, then I'll feel weird, and I'm gonna feel weird in this room. But like, I sit down. Everybody calms down. Yeah. And they hear it's what I have to say. Not as aggressive. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, yeah. To me. Yeah. No, I like it. Yeah. I like it. I mean, it it does give you that like. You are giving off the sense of of the confidence, you know. Like, yeah. I'm just I'm just here to tell you some stories, you know. And nothing. I mean, there's nothing really to it, but but visually, it does set the mood, you know. Like, yeah. Oh, we're paying more attention to this guy who's just like up there. 
About to tell some stories. Exactly. So then I get to get into my material at that point. Yeah. Because before, you have to work the room, get everybody to shut the hell up. Yeah. You know, there's somebody in the back. You're like, yo, what are you saying back there? We can hear you. Yeah. Shut it down. Yeah. You know, then you're like over here. This dude's over here having a little side conversation. Yeah. But I realize if I, if I, when I sit down now, people shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, this is, okay. This guy must know what he's doing or some shit, right? Yeah. I don't know. Well, that's tell, cool. Telling my secrets over here. I, I <laughs> but yeah, I, I did check, check out some of your earlier stuff. I was like, man, that can't be him. And then I saw it. I was like, oh, no, that's him. That's just a different. Uh, I mean, that was the beginning. That's uh, how, yeah. That was just. That start. was my first set ever. Yeah. You probably saw. I, I saw three where like it was pretty pretty animated and stuff. I saw the LOL. A bunch, bunch of storytelling. Yeah. I used to be a big t- storyteller then, yeah. Yeah. Who were some of your influences for comedy? Um, man. Um, my influence is definitely uh, I got so many man. I like I like Ron White a lot for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why. I just I mean I know why, but I'm just the way he delivers the jokes. Yeah, uh, Alonzo Bowden of course. Um, it was a guy that was just in town. People are always blown blown away when I say this, but Dimitri Martin for some reason. Oh yeah, I just like his writing style, the way he writes. Yeah, he does have a very unique you know? writing style. It's very funny, like, and he thinks of things like and. and Ways that nobody has, you know. Yeah, he can't. It's a surprise. He catches you by surprise, exactly. and that's what makes it more. Well, he's fun got, he's got, stuff. he's got the element of surprise, and he got the punchlines down. And that's why, that's what I love about him because it, it gives me like the influence to be like, oh yeah, man, I'm gonna throw this and put a little, you know, African American twist on it a little bit. And yeah, Dimitri Martin's definitely one of my influences, and uh, uh, yeah, Ron White, Dimitri Martin, of course, you've got all the others, Richard Pryor, all those, of course, but yeah. Well, um, what made you want to get into comedy? Like, what was the thing that made you say, like, I'm going to fucking try this thing? Man, I always wanted to be a comic. Yeah. You know? It's like, I always wanted to be a comic and I've always been funny, I guess you can say. Yeah. Uh, but, I don't know. Yeah, that's... I don't know why I wanted to do it. I really don't. Yeah. I wish I would have just been a fucking accountant or something, but I decided <laughs> to do this instead. Uh <laughs> well, you mentioned earlier that, that you used to play music too, right? Were you doing that seriously, like as seriously as you do comedy now? Or no, no, mm-hmm. that was just something. That I thing. would do. I would play the guitar a lot. You know, um, I had a f- couple people I'd play with. We do shows every now and then, but yeah. it wasn't. I wasn't taking it as seriously as I take comedy. I'm not out like five, six, seven nights a week like I do now. Yeah, with comedy. So, but you at that? I mean, you're relying on other people when you have a band. Yeah, as a comedian, you're just like, Bitch, I'm gonna do this myself. I'm going out here, but you don't think you rely on other people? I I, I realize that too because, like I said, like I was doing <laughs> bands for a while, and then yeah. I stopped doing bands because the whole like relying on people and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, I can't. I, if there's nobody in the room, yeah, or if there's nothing but comics, I I'm not gonna have a good set. So I'm realizing that I'm doing this thing because I it's on my own because I, I don't need anybody. But yeah, you do need. An audience. Oh yeah, you need the you need the you need the audience. You need the audience. I mean, like as far as waiting on them to get the band shit together and seeing who's gonna come out. Are we gonna have practice today? Are we not gonna have practice yeah. tonight? You know yeah. that type of thing. Like, yeah, yeah. We're relying on them. When I can, I can just leave my house and show up and do an open mic and see how it goes. When it's a room full of comics, hey, I'm I'm there. I don't care if they laugh. I don't care if they do. I'm here to work out my material. I'm gonna record it, listen to it later, and see where I can get a nice punchline or something in there. But yeah, you know room full of comics i mean 
Honestly, the comics here are probably way more supportive than they are in Austin, for sure. Oh, yeah. I and mean, they're on the phones. They don't care. Like, this dude. You really have a thing against Unless, Austin? No, I really, I really <laughs> don't. It's not a thing. It's just a different environment. I, I don't have a problem with Austin. I've developed, I developed a lot when I was there. I learned how to write jokes really well. Yeah. Um, not really well, but as best I could, you know. Yeah. I learned how to cater to a Caucasian audience, yeah. you know, how to make them feel comfortable and laugh at the same time, you know. Uh, I learned, you know, what where you could walk the line as far as PC goes. Yeah. I learned, I mean, I learned a lot from being in Austin. Yeah. But I'm not going to say Austin's the end all be all. If you're going to move, I mean, I read that article and I was like, well. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was like, there's not, there's not a lot of industry out there. They do come in, they dip in every now and then, but it's not, gonna, it's not like you can get an industry job or something like that, you know. Yeah. Or a writing job or something like that. But, yeah. I was ready to get the hell out of Austin, though, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there, was there anything behind that, moving back here, or was there? Well, I moved back here because um, my parents got sick, so I was like, I had to come back down or whatever. Mm. Uh, my mom has Alzheimer's, and my dad has lupus, so I was like, oh, okay, I'll be, wow. I'll be close to my parents. But I'm ready to get the hell back out of here. Yeah. Get the fuck on, so. Where do you think you're going to go next? I want to go to Brooklyn. Brooklyn? Yeah. So I just want to go to Brooklyn for a little bit. You 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 did uh, comedy up there, you said? Yeah, you went up there to visit. And yeah, did some, just some did some shows and stuff out there. Yeah, it was a while back. See, that place must be like it, it must be saturated with fucking comics. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they're everywhere. Like you, you can't you can't even walk down the street without bumping into a comic these days. But but that's I mean that's the competitive environment. I mean I'd like to be in. That's the hustle that you have. Yeah, right? because it continue you continue to keep writing because you know these uh, people coming up are going to be way better than you. Yeah, they've been doing it for longer. They're they're veterans in the game. Yeah, I mean, there's some great comics here in San Antonio, you know, that I'm like, fuck, you know, like like they just you like listen to me like, oh, shit, I'm gonna go home and write some new shit because this ain't working. Yeah, Yeah. I have a lot of those nights, man. There are are a lot of good comics here, man. Yeah, a lot of great comics. We get very underrated as far as comics go, I think. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I've laughed more here than I have, you know, in a lot of places. There's just not a lot of places, though. Yeah. You know, the club downtown just closed down. Well, yeah. And, and San Antonio gets a bad rap for being like a hacky city, people doing hacky jokes, right? What do you mean? Like, what, 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 what do people consider hacky? What people, do you think they Nowadays, consider hacky? people consider hacky to be like, uh, you know, doing like jokes about like Mexican stereotypes, things like that, or black stereotypes, things like that, you know, like, I don't know. I think San Antonio just gets a bad rap. I mean, granted, there, of course, there's hacky comedians everywhere you go yeah who are just doing like old hacky shit and you're like oh okay yeah that's that's been done a thousand times yeah um but i mean there's some great comics here i mean and there's a lot of great comics to come from here. you got avery moore she's great right she's pretty good yeah i just saw her yeah. at the free tale yeah uh this past saturday jay white cotton the guy's fucking murdering he's a, yeah he's, a, he's he's amazing he's an amazing writer yeah a uh, great comic um I mean, I don't want to start naming names, but you know. No, I mean, we have a, a shout out section. Uh, Raul could, Sanchez. I mean, that dude that's great too. You know? Yeah, he, that um, dude's funny. Yeah, I haven't I haven't checked his uh, the epic special that he did. Yeah. but Josh Cabaza. I mean, these these are you know George. They're fucking just you know as and me as a comedian. I was like I, I look at them and I'm like oh yeah they're honestly I don't want to say it but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're better than a lot of comedians I've seen for a long time. You know. Yeah. But you, you able to relate to a, a broad audience. Yeah. So you, and you prefer bar shows. You don't do the clubs too much. Or I'm, the club. Lately, I've been. I mean, I, I I'll do a club, but I prefer. I like being in that environment for some reason. Yeah. Because you get to work the crowd. You get to be around people. You get. I mean, you learn how to become like 
rather than just a stiff comic. Mm-hmm. You can you learn to like you know improv and step out and just when somebody says some shit, you're like, oh, okay, now you're going off on this tangent. I mean, it's just I don't know. Yeah, I like I like to do the clubs, but for me, it gets a little too serious sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> What what's your writing process like? How do you how do you do it? Like, do you just have like bullet points, or do you write everything out like word for word, and then go on? Like, how how do you go about preparing? To... Um, I used to write it uh, word for word. Yeah, and then I would nail it like boom, 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 boom. And then if I didn't nail it on stage, then I would kind of fuck up and have to like go back and then say it again because I was doing a script. Uh huh. But I mean. And now that I've been here, I've just been writing like a premise. I'll write a little bit down, get some punchlines, hit those, and then I'll kind of like riff off off of that and try to work it out. Mm-hmm. So it just gives you a little bit more free space. Plus, I get more stage time down here. Yeah. Rather than three minutes, you can't do anything in three minutes. Yeah. You did, You said you, you went up to Seattle. You did some time up there. I mean, some, some sets in Seattle. Yeah. Were those three-minute sets? They were not. They were not. It was like eight, ten minutes. Something oh like that. Yeah? yeah. Where was that at? I don't. I don't remember. Oh yeah. I don't remember any of this shit. <laughs> that was years ago. Was it Seattle even? Portland. Oh Portland. Yeah, I did one in, in Seattle, and uh, it was it was rough, man. Um, it's it's not easy being the the new guy anywhere. Yeah. yeah. So it's definitely not easy being the new guy uh, in a different if in a different city. Especially. What did you think about Seattle? I loved. Well, I used to live there. Oh, that's right. I used to live there, yeah. and I did music there and stuff. Uh, and then I, when I went up, because I still have family that lives there, mm-hmm. so we went up this past September, and I knew I, I wanted to do open mic, but I also wanted to spend time with the family and stuff. Uh, so I went to this one place, uh, Jai Thai. So that's a you know, a, it's a restaurant by day, and then a bar, comedy show area at night. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, they're very strict with the sign up, uh, which is good. Yeah. But apparently, people could just you you walk in, you check in with somebody, hey, you see me, and then they fuck off and go do whatever they want. Yeah. And then when sign up time comes around, like they're like in line or whatever, mm-hmm. just because they came and checked with somebody. So I was there. At, the sign up was at like seven thirty or something. So I got there like at six thirty. Yeah. There's not really many that, that many people there, so I'm like, okay, I mean, I'll get a good spot on the line. And so when they put out the sheet, when they say, okay, everybody sign up, people are just running in from outside. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I was, I was here since 5, since 5.30, 5.45, 6 o'clock, and all that stuff. And so I'm just going back. People are just like getting in front of me, getting in front of me, like, oh, no, yeah, I saw him. No, no, no. Yeah. Like, and so I asked the person, like, who was second to last, because I was the last guy. I was like, what the fuck's going on, man? Like, how come everybody's <laughs> just jumping in line? Like, oh, no, they were, they were here earlier. They checked in, and then they, you know, they were hanging out outside. They were in the restaurant area. I was like... No, man, I didn't see any of these people out here. Like, no, it's an honor system. That's how we do it here. Jesus. So I didn't go on until I was the dead last one. I didn't go on until like 11. Man, three minutes? For three minutes. Oh! For three minutes. <laughs> oh, that hurts. I, I remember those days. <laughs> yeah, that's why, that's why I do those um, variety mics. Yeah. You know, when they have like musicians, poets, and everybody. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's fun. Cause you get more time, you don't have to wait all damn day. Yeah, and I be I'm home by like you know nine o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> but the variety mics, I always think like people, I don't know, you lose the audience. You know, like I guess you're not really like too concerned with the audience. I guess at the variety mics. Yeah, but 
they're just like they hear a, 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 a cover song and then they hear some poetry and like yeah. okay now we're fucking comic talking about fuck. Well, it's something different, but also if you have like thirteen comics that just uh, just bombed right in front of you, yeah, and you got to go on and be like okay, they're yeah. like okay at that point they're just already everybody here sucks, <laughs> everybody yeah. here is whack. It's a whack show. I should have never came. Yeah, you know, and you got to win the crowd back at that point. So, yeah, man. which is actually it's good. It's a good thing. Yeah. You know, you got to, if you just, I mean, hell, I've bombed and, and people follow me and they bombed and everybody's bombed in the entire room. So, <laughs> you know, that's just, this is a night full of bombs and shit. Everybody bombs hard. Yeah. Yeah. The whole room is just, at that point, the audience has just got their arms folded, sitting back in their chairs, like, all right. Yeah. Who's the funny one here? Nobody, right? Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, the first one that I did, the first time the first time I went up was uh the PWA one. Oh right? yeah. yeah. So which is awesome. You know, Jamal's awesome, he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had to follow they called me up after somebody did like an abortion. <laughs> and I was like and everybody was just like, Oh, that's that's good. You're strong. That's the best though. And then I'm like all right, so what's up with dicks? <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. going there like telling my like stupid shit after somebody just like poured their heart out. I was like, fuck. See, see that, could, that could be good because they're like, it's that tension in the room. You know, it's like, that's what comedy is like. It's the breaking of the tension. So you come up with a joke and it's like, oh, that's hilarious. Let's keep this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel uncomfortable anymore. It's good for the room, but it's tough on the person <laughs> that has to <laughs> break yeah. that, you know, like yeah. follow that yeah. shit. Yeah. Uh, but it's fun, man. I like doing that one. Martini Ranch is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, it's, it's just, I'm still learning and stuff. So that's why when I see you at the mic, I was like, oh, this is going to be good because you're just going to go there with your, your confident shit. You know, you take a, take a seat and uh, it's story yeah. time. Well, it's because I, I come to the point where I just don't care anymore. Yeah. You know, and some, some nights I do care and you can tell those nights when I care because I'm not doing as well. Yeah. But I just, I just don't give a shit anymore. About what? Because I don't know. I think when I was starting off, I'd care about what the other comics thought, what everybody else thinks. You yeah, know? definitely. Like, no, I'm just here to do my shit. I'm pouring my heart out right now because my shit's more real right now than it's ever been. Yeah, you know. Like I was doing when you're doing jokes, uh, they can be funny. Yeah, but like to me, when I'm pouring my heart out, then I don't give a damn what anybody else thinks, and I feel like people feel that a little bit more. Yeah. See with your style too, like, like I, I've seen I've seen you do you know mics a couple of times, and with your style, I always notice that like people laugh at different points. Mm-hmm. You know, if I hear you, you tell a story that somebody that you already done before, like it'll get a laugh at this time, and if you do it somewhere else, the same story, yeah. it gets a laugh at a different time and stuff. Mm-hmm. So when you listen back, how do you determine like? Where to do the accents? Where to put? Where to add more to it? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just I'm just listening to where I could punch it up a little bit and like change the inflection a little bit and just maybe the timing and see where I can put put it in the joke and be like, oh, I can put it here yeah. and maybe I can get the laugh there. You yeah. know, maybe that's where the laugh should come from. Or sometimes people aren't really listening. They're like I didn't hear that, but like, oh, wait a minute, that's funny. Okay, yeah, I don't know. You know, sometimes I mean, when I go back and analyze it. And I listen to it, I, I do that. Or I'll change a, a punchline or something, you know. It may sound like the same story, but it's it's changed a little bit. Or I'm a little bit more f- fluid and free. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know shit about comedy, so. <laughs> 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 you know? 
Yeah, man. Like I always try to figure out like the, the, like the mathematics of it, you know, the science of it, how to, how to break down. Yeah. And so when I ask people about that, like they'll be like, "Man, I don't know." <laughs> you know, like oh, yeah, okay. But I know honestly, I I do know because I you know, it's like you you at some point you know it's like okay, this is where, you know, I should raise my voice, lower my voice. Where should I put this? Right. Yeah. Because you just do the shit so much. Yeah. And you know, I don't know. I've been doing. Been making people laugh for a long time, so I don't know. Yeah. So now, like the the process, you do have a writing process and stuff, but it's it's just uh, it's uh, automated, I guess. Like it's just yeah, yeah. It's different. It's changed over time. I mean, it's, I just think I've gotten better at the. I got good at the basics. Yeah. Of just writing, like you know, premise, setup, punchline, mm-hmm. and now I can just write so much more free with with just the. Just writing and, and with everything else, so it just comes out more fluid now. Because mm-hmm. when you have just when you when you write a joke, premise, you know, you got the setup, you got the punchline, and you keep doing that da 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 da. So you mm-hmm. get on stage, and it's just like, here's my joke. Yeah. <laughs> Why did the chicken cross the road? Yeah. Yeah. To get to the other side, right? Yeah. But it's like it's a lot more fluid now. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that chicken crossed the road. I'm gonna tell y'all why. <laughs> <laughs> so was that was that like your your uh, the way you went about it at early or like early on was with the whole cadence, the whole like this is a joke, that's the the script yeah, of it and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that's why I think that's why living in Austin was like a breeding ground for that. It was just it was just it was that because that's that's the comedy. Yeah, you know, people want to hear jokes. Mm. They don't really want to hear like stories, really, or. They don't want to hear. Um, they don't. Want, they want to hear a joke after a joke after a joke. They just want to hear a bunch of jokes and stuff like that. I, I mean, yeah. that was just my experience. I don't know if that's true, but that's just what I saw when I was out there. Yeah, is that people wanted to? Um, I don't know. It's different. Yeah. I mean, the comics. The comics want something different than the audience does. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. you may be in there killing with the with the with the comics, but the audience isn't laughing. That's scary. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the whole thing, man. Like it, it could be different from from room to room, from audience to audience. I mean, you never get the same set of people. Yeah, you know, which would be nice if you did, but mm-hmm. you don't. That's not how. That's not how it goes. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta adjust it. You gotta adjust it. You know, on the fly. Oh, uh, for sure. Yeah. And just just make it work. It's fucking crazy, man. Like just figuring out like the 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 combination of it. Like how does it work? Like I'm st- I still have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But it's fun. Yeah, That's it can a, it can be fun. It's a lot of fun. Sometimes I just I want to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> Not really though, but you know, but maybe who knows? Yeah. Um, no, nah, I wouldn't do that. Then I become that person and kill and try to kill himself and shit. And it's like nobody wants to be that person, you know. Now no. you're just a goddamn creep everywhere you go. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just a weird, 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 weird world to be in. It's really, it's really, it could be up and down. You know, there's no equanimity in it, really. I just comedy. Yeah. You just can't ride that roller coaster too far down. I don't think. Yeah. Because that shit happens. People are like, "I'm doing really good," and then fucking they just bomb hard as fuck the next three times, and they're just down for you know two, three weeks. Yeah, man. It's 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 a good drug. Like if you have a good night, if you have a good set, like you could you could be high on that. For a while, yeah. If you have a bad night, man, you might lose sleep that night. Oh, oh yeah. You know, yeah, for sure. And that's so shitty. Like, why do mm-hmm. I do this to myself? Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, I'm torturing myself, you know, or it, it, it won't wash off until you, you go back to another mic. And then there's not even that many opportunities in San Antonio. Mm. You might have to wait like three days. I hope not. Two I, days. I go, I still go up um, just about every night. I mean, there's, you don't go to the variety mics though, huh? I, I try not to. I, sh- I should. I've never done Santos because that, that doesn't start like, it starts late, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like at one o'clock or some shit? No, I think it starts at uh, nine. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I should. I should get out more, man. Like, mm-hmm. I went I went to LOL yesterday and it fucking got canceled. So, uh, like, they had some Netflix premiere, some shit like that, and they got canceled. So I was like, yeah. what the fuck? This, this place down here is nice. Where, where was it? Was this the Lofts? Survival's Lofts. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, I, that's all right. San Antonio's changed, man. You yeah, seen, man. Have you seen this place? I hit. I almost hit two scooters on the way over here. Oh yeah, that is shit is unheard of down here. It's fucking horrible, man. I liked it when they were sparse, uh, but now like they're fucking everywhere. Yeah, and now they look like dead scooters because people get pissed off because they're blocking their walkway. Yeah, and then just fucking throw them, throw them in the street, throw them. You know, people are throwing them in the fucking river. Oh, you're talking about walk. those scooters. I'm talking about like the motorized scooters. The motorized scooters, like the motor, like the Vespas. Oh no, yeah. shit. Yeah, oh. there's Vespas down here now. Oh, yeah. That's insane. Yeah. That's, well, that used to be unheard of in San Antonio. Well, because parking's so shitty, man. Yeah, parking is shitty. They, they need the, the smallest space possible. Yeah, you're right. But uh, Times are changing, baby. Yeah, man. It sucks, though. I mean, I grew up not too far from here, and uh, shit wasn't that expensive, and now they're gentrifying it. I mean, I'm taking advantage of it. I'm, I'm living in it. Yeah. You know? But at the same time, it's probably just getting more expensive, more expensive. Everything's shit. getting gentrified across the country. Is it like it's like a governmental thing? Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. They're doing it on purpose, right? I yeah. mean, they got the infrastructure. You got everything. They're bringing it all down here. It's yeah. easier. It's cheaper. But they charge you more. Fucked yeah. up. <laughs> they're trying to keep the poor uh, centralized. They're yeah. trying to keep, keep them rounded up. And hopefully... Uh, uh, that will take care of the crime. Mm-hmm. Our crime will just be central, located to that poor area, uh, which is shitty planning. But at the same time, I mean, like, it's, like you said, it's everywhere. Yeah, it's fucking everywhere. Well, yeah, it's it's, it's a it was a planned event. So, yeah, yeah. Like I was living in, in Seattle almost ten years. Damn. Uh, but, but I couldn't afford it. I was, I was couch surfing most of the time, or staying with, with family and stuff. I had an apartment for like six years of that. But other than that, couch surfing or staying with family and shit. Uh, and then I was like, oh, I'll just I'll just move home because shit's more affordable there. Yeah. And now shit's so fucking expensive. Here. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Where 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 am I where am I gonna go now? You know, Damn. it's too expensive to buy a house. I haven't really decided to buy a house because uh, we don't know if we're gonna stick around here or go somewhere else. You wanna go back to Seattle? Mm-hmm. We're thinking about it. Yeah. Thought about it. Seattle. I love it up there, but it's so. When was the last time you were up there? Oh, you were in Portland, right? Well, I went to Seattle, too. Yeah. Uh, I didn't do any comedy in Seattle. Yeah. I don't know why I said that. It was Portland. Because um, they remind me of each other, kind of. Um, I went there probably last year. Beautiful. Yeah. Last year. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is a beautiful place. But, like, it, like, there's so many poor people. Like, so many, like, those tent cities that they see. Like, see? Like, yeah, that's what they kept telling me. They're like, there's a bunch of homeless people. Watch out for those homeless people. I was like, I don't even seen one fucking homeless person. Pioneer Square? You didn't go through Pioneer Square? I didn't go to the right places, I guess. I was, I couldn't find any homeless people. We I was like, there's guy, no way. Yeah, we saw some, some, some guy take a shit in the alley. See, that's a good homeless place right there. That's how you know. It's bad. No, there's there's tents everywhere. Now they do like the whole shit where like they have like these little rooms set up mm-hmm. where people just go and shoot up, no questions asked. Oh yeah, go shoot up and then just just roam the roam the streets. Oh yeah, you got a bad problem, man. And 
Yeah, man. Like so many meth heads up there. What's the deal? Meth heads? There's yeah. a lot. I mean, it's pretty Caucasian, right? And it's got Asians and stuff like that. It's like the Pacific Northwest or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, what's, what was it? What, what was it? Because I went to a naked bike ride when I was there. Oh, the solstice, the summer solstice? Yeah. Yeah. That's when I was there. It really reminded me a lot of Austin. And the naked bike rides? Just, yeah. Yeah. Just because, you know, it's just a liberal city. Yeah. You know. So you were in Ballard or Fremont. Maybe. Yeah. That's where they have the summer solstice. It's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my oh, life. Oh, yeah. Too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because you think, oh, naked bike riders, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. No, man. No. no. It's just yeah. a bunch of, like, hippies that don't take care of themselves and don't trim... Yeah, it and, could it could uh, get bad. Yeah, it was it was. Pretty but gross. I, you know, I've been I've been in, was in Austin so long, I wasn't even shocked. I'm like, I'm used to this by now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's, it's the norm. <laughs> but no, when I was there, I was in, in Pioneer Square. That's when it's it, where it's pretty bad. It smells like urine everywhere. Ooh, and uh, and we and shit because you know people shit in the alleys. So is it bad? Like, how bad is it? Like, what are we talking? How many? Is like, is it just just. Just blocks and blocks and blocks of homeless people. Are they just in one central location? Well, Pioneer, Pioneer Square is where they have like the missions where they do like the the, the soup, uh, you know, the free meals and all that stuff. So like you'll see a lot of people there. Uh, you know, they have tents set up. You know, under under the the, the underpass and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and before it was just you know a couple here, a couple there, but now they have like a whole block of tents. You know that people just fucking live there. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's. Pioneer Square going up into like First Hill area, but um, yeah, man, like it, it, just drugs and meth and like people are just like walking around like zombies, arguing with themselves. It's fucking scary. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. That's it's, like Sixth Street because they got the homeless shelter down downtown in Sixth Street, right? Yeah, and people are just literally just fucked up all day. Yeah, five man. o'clock, five o'clock in the morning, and in Austin is probably the scariest time to be out. Yeah, man. Everybody's coming down, you know. Coming down from all that shit. <laughs> Looking uh, to score. Yeah, yeah, man. It's scary places, man. Like, and, and drugs are, are getting, like, so cheap. It's so, like, and it's not even good shit. You yeah. Know, people are just fucking, like, doing anything to get fucking zombified. And it's fucking scary, dude. I'm sure. It's fucking scary. Well, uh, yeah, I don't want nothing to do it. I don't do drugs like that. Yeah. Oh no! Hopefully, I don't start. <laughs> just, I was heavy on the whiskey for a while. I'm trying to back up off that. Yeah. Yeah. For 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 personal reasons or like with within your act, like you don't drink when you when you go up. Oh, I definitely drink when I go up. Yeah. Yeah. But I just started drinking whiskey, and for some reason, I just you know, I feel like I, I could feel the bit a little bit more, you know, because you get into your feelings a little bit. Yeah. And like beer, I just don't give a shit about nothing at that point. Yeah. Uh. So I started drinking whiskey because I could I could feel the bit, and then when I would feel the bit, then I would get the laughs. But I've been trying to back off it. I don't want to rely on that, you know. Yeah, I don't like drinking uh, when when I go up, uh, which is is hard because I like drinking. Yeah, you know, and especially if you're going to be in a bar for uh, for a couple hours. See, that's the hard part. Just tell me about it, man. Yeah, somebody tells you a ten o'clock show, you're like, I'm going on at what time? Yeah. All right, I'm gonna try not to get fucked up in between that time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and so I don't know, man. I'll, I'll try it every now and then. Like I'll have, I'll have a shot here. I'll do a beer. Uh, but for the most part, I try to stay sober. Um, and it sucks. It's getting harder and harder. Like hanging out in bars and not drinking. Yeah, yeah. See that lifestyle is dangerous. You know, sometimes you got to back up off it. Yeah, man. Yeah. But uh, but it's cool, man. Like I'm trying to like to 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 uh, work on my habits. Mm-hmm. You know. 
And plus, you want to support the bar. They're supporting you, so you want to support them. So you yeah. got to buy a beer. Yeah. Well, know? there's been many nights where I get paid, and I just drink it all up right there. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> did, I, did I really get paid tonight? I didn't. I know they did not pay me. I, yeah. They got free entertainment out of me. I just threw it right back at the bar. Yeah. You just drink up your whole tab. It's, it's recycling. You're giving, yeah. into the, giving back into the environment and stuff. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. It's a lovely symbiotic relationship you have there. So where you been doing shows at? Where, where do you usually like to go? Or where do you usually do I've shows? been hiding, actually, yeah. lately. You know? Because <laughs> I'm in this experimental phase where I'm trying out all this new shit. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't really have... like I have a set, but I wanna, I'm creating a whole new set. I'm throwing out all my old material. Yeah. So it's like I've been hiding from uh, shows and people and shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you're throwing out old material? Like, yeah. have, you, have you done it? Have you recorded it? Have you, like... Are no, you doing no, 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 like I'm that? not, I'm not, I'm just not relying on it at all. Oh, okay. You know how you, like, I mean, sometimes if you want to get a laugh right off the bat, you just use some material that you know is going to work, but I yeah. just have, I've not been relying on any of my old stuff, so I'm yeah. trying to just rely on new stuff. It's scary. Yeah. <laughs> but, and I've been hiding, hiding from uh, people. That's why I've been doing all these mics for nobody knows I'm at, at they don't even know I'm doing comedy anymore and shit. I, I hate, try, I, yeah, man. I hate trying out new stuff because it'll sound funny in your head. And then when you do it in front of people, you're like, fuck, did I just say that shit? Yeah, yeah. Like I had this, I had this one thing where I compared babies to cell phones uh-huh. and I leave my cell phone in the car all the time. Uh, so I was going off on that tangent, crickets. And I was like, this was funny to me. Yeah. Well, I think it, you gotta, I think you got to trust yourself at some point. You got to be like, you know what? Let me just reword. Let me try this again. Yeah. I give it. I give it three, four times. I'll go up and do it and just see if it's gonna work again. Because you never know. I mean, I mean, it, uh, to me, if it's funny to me, I think sometimes I, it'll work. Yeah. I can I can push it out enough to where like, okay, this is gonna this is gonna be a funny bit. Yeah. And if it's if I laugh out loud while I'm writing this shit, then I know it's gonna be funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh. That's cool, eventually, man. maybe. Eventually, <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe eventually. Not sure. Well, shit. I wanted to get into some news, but we really didn't have any topics. Nothing that's too funny. I mean, we had that that Trump thing. I mean, that not that what that Trump thing. Oh, did you hear his new saying? What the fuck was his new saying? It was like you know how like people have like that click it or ticket or <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. He said something. Build the wall, and the crime will fall. Oh boy. That's his new slogan. Yeah, build the wall and the crime will fall. Wow, he's gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna use the shit out of that too. It's cheesy as hell. Yeah, man. I can just hear it right now in middle America. Build the wall and the crime will fall. Yeah, they just. They got t-shirts. They got hats. They got slippers. They got fucking mugs. Everything. But it's so ridiculous. <laughs> like how? Like how, this is a president talking like this, man. I mean, I, I know it's like hacky. Like oh, fucking Trump bullshit, asshole shit. Yeah, but. Build the wall and the crime will fall. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's that, good stuff, that's man. That's just ridiculous. That's good but stuff. But it is catchy. Like, fuck, I, I just read it once and I remembered it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He has I a mean, hook. Yeah, he's, he does. It's like that. It was that stupid-ass Drake line, you with all them curves and me without no breaks. That's <laughs> dumb as shit, but somehow it works. <laughs> so what you're telling me is that Trump is going to drop an album? Trump and an album. <laughs> Build a wall... And the, the crime, crime will fall. Will fall. <laughs> He's right. <laughs> oh, He's fuck, right. Man. Uh, and they're still going on with the shutdown. I don't keep up with that. So you you said that you don't even like watch I've the news. I've unplugged, man. I've unplugged. I unplugged. I don't even. I used to watch. I used to listen to NPR 
every morning on the way to work. Yeah. I, would, I would, you know, I didn't watch CNN or anything like that, but I would listen to NPR. I would read articles. I would listen. I would watch both sides. I watch Fox News and see what the hell they're saying. Yeah. You know, I, like, I just wanted, I just wanted, I was just, I was just on it because I wanted to get the pulse of the nation and know exactly what's happening in the world. Yeah. And like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. You like you want to stay on top of it, but at the same time you're like, I don't give a fuck. Like most yeah. of the stuff I listen to, like podcasts and stuff like that, like, or, like the left side. Is that your phone? Yeah, what the hell? Oh, somebody's looking for you, man. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's mostly like left side that like uh, the left that I listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then on my drive home, I'll, I'll put on the Joe Pag show. Oh yeah. But then at the same time, like I'm driving home, like what the fuck are you talking about, asshole? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I get so yeah. mad about the, so, the yeah. stupid shit that he says. Uh, so I don't know, man. I mean, they, I mean, I'll be honest with you, uh, I don't trust either side, but I'm I not, don't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can't. <laughs> you can't. You can't. Yeah, you can't lean too far. You can't lean to 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 left or right. Because you know? when it boils down to it, none of none of them give a fucking shit about people. No, you know, no, you know, mm-hmm. they don't give a damn. So they're making money off no. of this shit, uh, and they they really don't give a fuck. Yeah, I know. Conservatives just want to keep it the way they are. Liberals want to be in control of everybody. I mean, maybe that's the way I see it. I don't know. I don't trust either one. Yeah, I just I just do what I do. Uh, but yeah, I've unplugged lately. I'll probably get back on it, but I just haven't been doing it as much because all my comedy started getting political. I was like doing a bunch of political comedy. I was, yeah. you know, just because I actually I was doing a lot more political comedy in Austin because that's what you deal with. You know, there's like a there's such a liberal movement taking place. It's like, what do you do? Yeah. You know, you, you you can either you find a way to talk about it because you're you know I'm just influenced by my environment. Yeah. And that's what it was. It was like this liberal feminist movements. Uh, things like that, and you can feel it when you walk in a room. Yeah, I mean they have they have a lot of shows. I mean they have the, they have a bunch of queer shows. They have a bunch of um, they have all women shows. Uh-huh. It's like these rooms, and I don't know, you know. They have a lot of good uh, touring acts too, man. But man, yeah, like I I don't like doing that drive. No, I don't like doing that drive. And then what if like I go and do this drive, and then the comic that I see or the band that I want to see have a bad show. And then I'm like, I gotta, I drove for this. It's a risk, man. <laughs> yeah, but we don't get the good shows down here. Yeah, we get a lot of rock shows. Austin, I mean, San Antonio's a rock town, man. Yeah, well, they 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 linked Paper up. Paper Tiger's with, killing it though. They bring in a lot of yeah. Acts. They yeah. they linked up with the uh, marginal marginal Walker or something like that. Mm-hmm. The same the same promoting company that works with Austin and Dallas and all this. Oh stuff. yeah, yeah. So we get a lot of we don't get all of them, but we do get a lot of good rock shows here and shit. Uh, which is cool. Paper Tiger is a cool place. Yeah, Paper Tiger is dope. Yeah, try to start a show over there. Sophie Kova, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Do a comedy show there? Yeah, like in the small room. Yeah, in the, in the small room. My friend works there. Uh, Sophie, this girl I've known for years, and all. She was like, "You want to start a show here?" Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." But no, you don't think it's rough doing a comedy show to people like, like to a standing audience? It can be, but you're standing, so maybe they feel more comfortable. I don't know. Like you were like I've hey, done man. comedy shows to standing audiences before. That's be rough, man. Yeah, I don't know. It can be. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw Patton Oswalt uh, in Seattle, but it was in a rock venue, mm-hmm. so we were we were all standing. That was rough, man. Yeah, it, it took away a little bit of the enjoyment. Uh, oh yeah, if it's a big show like that, because you get tired. Yeah, with the with the rock band, you're moving around. You know, you go into the bar, you're doing stuff. With the comedy, they want you to be quiet, sit still, yeah. or stand still. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you're standing there for like an hour. Yeah, you got you got to keep it rapid fire at that point. You know. Yeah. Killing it, killing it. I don't like my. I used to run a show in, in Austin, and I would hate. 
Because I, I, some shows just fucking keep dragging. It's like, and your next comic, you're like, yeah. oh, <laughs> I'm tired. I just want to go to sleep. I'm worn out, and I haven't even gone on stage yet. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> let's keep it short. Let's go. Let's go. Like, let's keep maybe 45 minutes to an hour. Let's let's just fucking knock it out. Yeah. Uh, well, cool, man. That was a lot of fun. Uh, fuck talking about news. I don't want to talk about news anyway. Um. Uh, any shout outs? Anybody you want to shout out? You know, say what's up. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to Big Red uh, for not being here. Goddamn. I thought this was a barbacoa, man. I told you that there's no <laughs> food. Oh, yeah. I did read that in the flyer. <laughs> I was like, I know you got some Big Red in there. <laughs> Keeping it say town all the way. Plus, I'm pre diabetic, man. I can't have that shit. Oh, yeah. You can't. You're going to lose a foot. Yeah, man. Uh, you were saying replugs? Uh, shout out, outs. Yeah. If you don't have any shout outs, uh, we'll just move along to uh, yeah, replugs. How do people find you? Do you have any shows coming up? Uh, if they want to check out your old comedy from six years ago, where can they find that? Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I took that shit down. I don't know how you found it. How did you find that? Google search. Damn. I try, I, I try to block it, take it down, burn it, roast yeah. it, tear it up. It was entertaining, though. Oh, my God. It was very funny. Did you laugh at least? Yeah. At one but point? I, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, but I was like, man, that's a different... That's I a- was two weeks into comedy at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, shout out to San Antonio uh, Comedy, Austin Comedy, my two cities I've been in the most, uh, all the comics out there. Hope I didn't offend anyone. Yeah. I don't think I did. I think I didn't, I didn't name and drop anyone, right? Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> well, not negative. Well, this is the time not, to do it. Not negatively, <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah. The floor is yours if you want to talk some shit. <laughs> Yeah, and I like to say to all y'all assholes that I booked in my show, y'all came and bombed and y'all didn't book me, kiss my ass, man. How about that? How about some names? Drop some names. I'm not going to drop nah, any I'm names. I'm just kidding. Uh, so Instagram, Facebook. I don't fuck with Facebook. I might get back on. I'm know. on Facebook. Chris Dillard's, uh, Chris Dillard is the name, or Chris Dillard's Laughing. And then Chris Dillard's Laughing at Instagram. Uh, you can hit that up too. Chris Dillard's Laughing at gmail.com as well. Yeah, and uh, YouTube search uh, Chris Dillard for it's some probably, old. It's pro- old I got some, I got some sketches on there. You might want to check out though. Uh, yes. You have a sketch page? Yes. What the hell is it called? Shit, I can't remember. Oh my god! Oh my god! I can't think. <laughs> Night Cat Comedy. Night Night, Night Cat. Cat. Night Cat. Yeah, or it might be Night Owl. Night Owl Comedy. Shit. You don't know your own sketch. Well, page? it's the thing. I do sketches with other people, so then oh, they post okay. it and all that. To the battle of sketches, those types of things. But oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, well, cool, man. Uh, thanks again for doing that, uh, listeners. You can uh, follow the Instagram page at Barbacoa Core Podcast. Uh, that's where I post um, any friends of the pod or guests of the pods. Um, I repost some of their stuff, like flyers and show announcements and stuff like that. Uh, you can follow it there. Uh, Thank you for listening, and I'll check you all next week.